you know, this um, this world may seem uh, challenging to a lot right now <clears throat> as it relates to the things that you want. Um, the things that you want are not going to eliminate the things that you don't want. And I, I believe by trying to make the solution to your problem a physical outcome, we're missing something. <clears throat> I've read, I've read, and I've practiced Neville Goddard's techniques of imagining creates reality. In my honest assessment, in my experience of it has been tremendous the challenge is throwing myself completely into the vision regardless of what anybody says and the one thing that helps to do that is if there are other people who make the environment favorable for positive mental conditions because a positive mental attitude is a prerequisite for being able to think the way you want to think um <clears throat> when there are conflicting ideals negative mental attitudes doubts restrictions jealousies when those types of things are around it makes the thinking harder to clear the people who are, who are most successful who i've seen are around people who believe in their success. They're around people who actually want them to succeed. They have the same kind of vibe. They have the same kind of life that they want to live. And they all move in one direction together. That's what I've noticed about people who have what they want and continually get it. For, with the people who don't have what they want, and do not get it they are trying to help people who don't want to be helped they're around people who don't want to help themselves they're around mindsets that say it can't be done or are indifferent to it being done and <clears throat> ego competition is involved somebody wants the credit for something so that they can feel important and this is the this is the kind of energy that I've noticed. Now, the challenging part for me, the most challenging part for me, is structured, detailed plans. Now, if you understand astrology, which I don't expect you to, if you, don't, if you understand astrology, in astrology, there are two points of an astrology natal chart. Meaning when you were born, there is a snapshot of the sky and there are two points in everyone's chart that show where they are most prone to backslide because they're so comfortable there and a point where they cannot help but go towards because it's what they're called to. That point in my chart in the chart is called a north node or a south node. Vedic astrology, they call it Rahu and Ketu. North node my south node, which is the part of my chart that is dragging me back, makes me comfortable, is the part where I get what I wanted through emotional manipulation or emotional sensitivities, feelings too attached to 
the mother figure to attach to my emotions. That is the South Node. Very easy for me to get lost in my emotions. The second part of the uh, the North Node for me is in Capricorn, which is about building, structuring, planning, practicality, success, in all ways. That is the North Node. <clears throat> now, the North Node for me is about practicality and planning. And that is where I have the biggest challenge. Okay. So here's what's been happening around me. The practical things that I've been reading in books about success have been a little conflicting. And I'll tell you the conflicts that I see in mental manifestation and being successful and things of that nature. First of all, I believe that these events and these circumstances are showing me something and they are teaching me something that's going to help me. And when I see these circumstances, what I'm learning from them is I'm learning that there is a complete element of mind, spiritual mind. It's complete. Uh, and that's taught by Neville Goddard and that's taught by Thomas Trowert. <clears throat> it's taught by those two people about manifesting Actually, Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks, also talks about it. And what their focus is on, even Joseph S. Murphy, their focus is on imagery, feelings, expectations, repetition, the walking in the reality. These are the things that the teachers I just mentioned are all about <clears throat> so the teachers that i just mentioned are all about vis visualization walking into the reality dwelling in the reality appreciating and respecting the reality feeling the completion of the reality continually living and walking there in the mind continually reshaping the mind to the point where it's like the exclusive activity now the challenge that i had is what do you do during the day Abraham Hicks has a suggestion for that. She says, do whatever comes to you that makes you feel beautiful inside. Uh, observe the things that are beautiful in life and just continue to soak them up as much as you can. Take yourself into environments that feel the best, to feel the most conscious, beautiful, magnificent. Continue this. So this is what the instruction is, is to continually stay in a state of high vibrations. So one thing Greg Braden says in his studies of the Essenes and ancient cultures, is uh, he, he says that they know about the heart mind. So there are 40,000 neurites is what they, he called them. In the heart, <clears throat> this is a study by the Institute of Heart Math. And in the heart is an intelligence. There's a mind there. There's a brain there. It knows, it thinks on its own. It has its own choices, its own decisions. It comes up with its own plans independent of the brain, the thinking brain. When a person tunes in to the heart brain, they're tuning in to an intelligence that is 
5,000 times stronger electrically, 4,000 times stronger, or 400 times stronger magnetically. Those numbers, double check those. I believe it's 400 times stronger electrically and 5,000 times stronger magnetically. That's it. Then the mind or the brain, should we say. It, it gathers more intelligence. It knows things quicker. It doesn't need as much uh, thinking. Now, the other book that I read that is confusing me and it brought me a long way, but I have to pick what the book is uh, correct on. And I have to pick what the book is not correct on based on my experience, scientific studies, things that check out and don't check out. Every single person who was successful confirmed, it was 500 successes, they confirmed that this book is exactly what they did in order to succeed. Now, there's no denying that those people did exactly the things that, the, that were there in uh, Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill's book, Think You Grow Rich. They did those things. They stayed persistent. They were, um, they, they had a deep burning desire. They suggested the idea to themselves over and over again to their subconscious mind. Yes, they did that. They understood about the brain. They understood about overcoming their fears of poverty, fear of old age, fear of loss of love, um, uh, fear of criticism. They overcame those fears. They made decisions and stuck to the decisions long term. They created masterminds. They had organized plans. They had uh, ma they had a um, um, faith. They believed. They believed in themselves. They believed that the thing was real. They walked in it. They spoke in it. They did what they had to do in it. They believed. Um, these are all the things that everything, every single successful person has done. Now, the book is written in the best way he could have written it at that time. I do not believe that the way it's written can be captured by a spiritual person as easily as it can be captured by a logical, practical person. When I say logical, practical, I mean this the person who likes structure and likes things to just check out. They like things to check out. There is a science, but it is an invisible science that cannot be measured in the same way you measure other things because it starts in a dimension beyond time and space or the objective reality. It starts in a fourth dimensional reality, which is the reality of the mind or spirit. When we get involved in those kind of conversations, we lose people a lot of times. But if you look at quantum mechanics and study quantum mechanics, quantum mechanics says that the physical world collapses into the most accurate, <clears throat> per accurately predictable form the observer observes. If a person observes and expects something to be there in the quantum reality where it exists, it collapses its wave pattern or potential into a physical particle. And this is the entire subatomic world. It responds to observation. So if that's the case, 
the only thing that we continue to see continually see is something that is what we've observed already and what we expect to be there. The challenge. The physical world and the people in the physical world want to do things very practically. I was looking on Twitter. I saw so many things on Twitter uh, from presidential campaigns to people just talking out of the side of their necks. That's how we say it in the hood. People who just talk out the side of their neck. They really don't have any true knowledge of a circumstance. They're just complaining. They're just complaining. So, those people who just complain are uh, obviously speaking their mind. But the real point of what I saw on that Twitter is I saw people who had practical plans. They had practical solutions. They wanted uh, bills changed. They wanted the government to do certain things. And what I was not seeing was I was not seeing uh, organized practical plans from the people, the masses of people. It was almost like they defer all of the responsibility and leadership to one group of people. And they did not just feel the things that they needed to feel, meaning the vision complete. I don't know if they have a vision. I don't know if they have a clear understanding of how this thing works now. I don't think that there's somebody who is ready to take over uh, take over the responsibility of leading themselves or leading a group of people without the title of governor or without the title of mayor or without the title of president or senator. You know, so I don't think that these people are ready to take over the responsibility. Now, the challenge with this is when we look at the manifestation types, we have Think and Grow Rich, which is the book I was talking about for very practical people. Those pra- The practicality in that book is you want organized plans. You want to continually meet with the mastermind. You want to continually have faith, desire, and all of the principles that are in that book are extremely important. <clears throat> then you have on the other end where they're just talking visualization. But there are two parts to this. There is a fourth dimensional, if you will, invisible way of being that must be had. And then that automatically puts the other part in place, which is the practical plans, the organized practical plans. Now, one thing that the book did say, this is interesting, and I really overlooked this. This might even answer my own question on Uh, the conflicts of manifestation. He said that the plans will change. When you realize that the plan is not getting you where you want to go, change the plans. So he does not put so much strong emphasis on uh, the plan has to stay the exact same. If it's not working, then he does suggest to change the plans and change the plans as often as you need to in order to succeed. If the plan does not work, you have to adjust and you have to do something else. Um, and he does suggest to change those plans. Now, the challenge for me is if I change those plans, right? Or if, if I'm looking at my vision and I see my vision complete, and then I'm working in the third dimensional world on the physical things of the world, the practical ways things manifest, being very clear, very definite on how things work and how things are going to come about, come to manifestation. I'm also 
not doing the relaxation. I'm not doing the letting go and letting God. I'm not doing the a peace thing. Or can I? Because at to this point it seemed like I'm either gonna have to do practical plans or I have to abandon practical plans altogether and just feel the thing as done. <clears throat> Neville Goddard did the second the latter. He just saw things as finished and then went about his day regularly following his beautiful impulses. Abraham Hicks does the exact same thing. Joseph S. Murphy does the exact same thing. On the other end, the first part, which is the practical plans and making sure you are the practical one. Tom Bilyeu, he does that kind of manifestation. Uh, Napoleon Hill, who wrote the book, he did that kind of manifestation. Most business owners I know do that kind of manifestation on the other end, which is the spiritual side of things, letting things happen on their own and just do following those uh, godly impulses using prayer. That is Marion Williamson. She does that kind of manifesting. Eckhart Tolle. He does that kind of manifesting. He doesn't even care about manifesting. He just is consciousness and the consciousness creates the things that want to come through through him and his team and he just allows that to flow um it's a it's an interesting thing it's an interesting thing you know uh the the practical plans of something and then on the other end the the spiritual side of things <clears throat> and the marriage of those two i don't exactly know what it looks like because if i'm putting if i'm putting an emphasis on just conscious awareness and allowing consciousness to flow the way that it flows if that's what I'm doing, if that's what I'm allowing, then what else is there to do other than to let that flow? What am I doing through the day? I'm letting it flow through the day with the positive expectation and understanding that this world has to form formulate into what my mind is formed into. Wherever I'm putting my energy and my attention is where my activity is going to go. So why do I need to focus on the physical activity of things rather than the invisible, mental, uh, spiritual side of things and put my energy there? Now, what kind of mental things am I putting my mental energy into plans? Well, Neville Goddard, my teacher, says um, what we're really supposed to do in this situation, what's worked for him in these situations is he has not, he did not put the attention and the energy on uh, completing the plants. He put the attention and energy on at one time into his vision. And then he walks around like the vision is already complete. He just walks around like the vision is complete. He doesn't have a worry about the vision uh, being incomplete because he did it invisibly. So uh, since he did it invisibly, he's walking around with the full recognition, full cognizance that this is done. It actually is done. I don't have to worry or fret about anything. I'm not concerned because it's literally done. It's literally done. <clears throat> and that is the one thing that I want more than I want anything else is to capture the feeling of it already being done. Now, Here's another little story. So one a story in one of his books, he had a lady who wanted an, uh, an apartment building. 
an apartment complex, and they saw this apartment complex as finished, as done. They had a very clear vision of what they wanted. They saw this apartment complex as finished, as done. They acted as if. A man approached them one day and said, I would like to, um, um, there's, a, there's an apartment complex that's for sale, and uh, it costs X, Y, Z. He told he told an amount, but and the amount was not something that they couldn't afford, but they didn't want to spend the money. So they did. They, they saw themselves with it already. So they denied the guy and said, "No, um, you know we're not going to do that right now." And they went back to seeing the vision as complete and vision as done. Okay, uh, the guy comes back a week after and says to them. Um, they say to them, okay, this is what I, this is what I can do. They, he came down on a cost to like a quarter of the cost, which is, was, was, was within their budget and they could have done it, but Neville told them, don't act. It will happen on its own. So they denied that again. People, people would have called them crazy for doing this. So they went back to seeing it as done. The guy comes back again a week later and says, Okay, I'm going to pay for this lot for you. You just manage. You, I'm going to pay for this lot for you. I know that you're going to make the money back. I'm just going to pay for it for you. I'm going to have the lawyers sign off, uh, create the papers and sign off on it. Boom. And that's, that's when they took it. They said, okay, this is being handed to us exactly as I thought. And then they got the house. They got the place. There was another situation where a lady wanted a house okay she wanted a house and this house that she saw in her mind she would go to sleep in this house every night and then she would wake up in the house every morning and she knew what the house was her it was very clear what this house was and she was stubborn on what the house was she saw it complete she saw it finished okay um and so they went to a realtor the realtor said there is no house like that and um there's just no house like that. And she says, look again, because I sleep in it every night and I wake up in it every night. So I know it exists. This was her logic. This was her stubbornness in vision. She said, I sleep in it every night. So I know it exists. Then one of the realtors said, okay, where there is a house that's off the market and it's further out, but there's no way that you're going to have this house. She already has the house in her in her mind and she walks she they take her to this house the lady said that the lady who was selling she was selling the house she wasn't even selling it but the proposal was good and one thing leads to another and she gets this house from this lady who would never sell the house before they tried her a thousand times okay so this was this woman's house Okay, so that she slept in every night and she was she knew that the house existed because she slept in it every night. This is how um, how much faith she had in that house. Okay, so this is a beautiful thing about visualization. <clears throat> if you stay stubborn to it, then it will manifest on its own. Now, Napoleon Hill has a completely different perspective on that. Okay, Napoleon Hill did not sit still until the thing happened on its own. He suggested certain physical work to be done. But as you can see from the two stories I mentioned, 
physical work did not happen. Mental work happened. Thomas Troward is another person who has a book. Edinburgh Lectures on Mental Science. And he also suggests the same thing with uh, when it comes to manifestation. You can rest without stress, without anxiety, that the thing is going to come to you because that's actually the only way it can go. Especially if a person's mind, you, a person is using their willpower to stay fixated on the manifestation, a full manifestation of a thing. And they've already accepted it and they understand that their payment is the mind stuff that they're using to manifest. It's the same concept in a different way, but... It does manifest. So this is just some of the conflicts between Think and Grow Rich and the practical books that I read on business and uh, the more mystical manifesting books that I read about manifesting even business. So uh, my my vision is to bring these two together and see what we can do about these things uh, in our lives. I, I one last story and this is specifically about business in this way so one thing happened where it was a business guy and he said he was a black guy and his skin color was not the color that at that time that called for a person to do business with him he was black he said look at my skin it's horrible Neville told him you don't have to be it don't matter if you black white Asian whatever as long as you visualize something and you work the law of liberty, it will work for you. This man started to see his business done in the beginning of the day and released it to God. <clears throat> released it to his inner being and God, the God of uh, all things. And he releases it. And he knows that it's finished and he walks around as if it's done, waiting for the manifestation of it. So this guy goes in his office uh, and he visualizes selling a piece of property. God calls him on the phone. He says, I want to I want to purchase this piece of property, but I don't want to purchase it from any N word. So he used the N word back then. And the guy on the phone, he's black, but he didn't say anything to him. He said, OK, perfectly fine. We can meet. And then once he met the guy, the face that he had on his face was so shocking and so embarrassed because he said that to a black guy on the phone he ended up buying that not only that property but multiple other properties just to save face he made money from this guy's embarrassment okay so that was a manifestation and he says he does this he said he did this all the time to manifest his businesses okay so this is another story that just shows the practical plans of a thing. Did he did he uh, have the signs out? Yeah, he probably had signs out that said it was for sale. Uh, what, did he make calls throughout the day? Yeah, it's not probably something not different than what he was doing in a day before. The difference was the way he thought while he was working as if it was already finished. And I think that is the secret. I'm going to do another podcast specifically on that soon. But. Hopefully y'all enjoyed this. Hopefully this clicked for you. Peace.